Hey there, word wizards, and welcome to this episode of Am I Right Podcast. I am your host, Sheridan Sharp, and I'm excited to bring you insights from authors, editors, and agents from around the globe. Because while we write alone, writing doesn't have to be solitary. Am I right? Welcome to another episode of Am I Right, my friends? I am so pumped today to have the lovely Catherine Lang. She's above me on my screen, but maybe she's next to me on yours. And she is so fun. We're already having a great time off the air. And I think she has a lot to bring to us about the publishing industry, about indie publishing, and keeping, you know, your uniqueness as the driving force for your writing. So welcome, first of all, Catherine, to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and to share the the unique writing journey. Yes, and it is unique, always. There is no normal, right? Uh, and I, I'd love to give you some time just to introduce yourself, but but just as a little bit of a precursor, I mean, we're talking about someone who is a self-starter and a self-grower, and she's been doing this for a while. She's got multiple indie published books. Uh, we've survived two tornadoes situations and rebuilt her life and is living it with fearlessly and with joy and and we're going to kind of dive into being relentlessly helpful in, in creativity but uh she's definitely an inspiration so definitely you know hunker down and tune in so Catherine, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and we'll go to our questions well i am Catherine lang i am a natural born hope smith and encourager i like to say that when I came out of the womb, I slapped the doctor on the rear end and told him he did a good job. <laughs> so it has just always been my joy. You know, Encouraging others has always given me joy. And it is a unique part. I didn't realize everybody didn't live this way. It's It's been interesting to discover that not everybody's an encourager. And I've been leaning into that, but I also love sarcasm. I grew up in a house that play, does wordplay, bad dad jokes are kind of, there's no such thing as a bad dad joke. All of our jokes are bad puns. It's just kind of part of us. And that's when I discovered that I was a snarky rainbow. Hmm. Encouragement, sarcasm, you smush them together and you get the snarky rainbow. And I have tried to be to put that into play, sharing words of hope and encouragement through written and spoken opportunities like joining you today. And I've been doing it professionally since 2005 while homeschooling three boys, taking care of elderly parents and um, uh, sick parents and living out in a little cabin in the woods until the tornado, second tornado threw us into the city. Wow. Wow. A lot to unpack there. Positivity around you in this industry, it is so necessary. And I, you know, I find that the more you go, the longer that you do this, the more hope is important. And that is something that immediately comes up in your bio, which I love. And you talk about, uh, and I'm, I'm just going to quote it here. You are unique in all the world. Knowing your uniqueness and embracing your voice gives you the power to live bold and purpose-filled. And I think that's lovely. And I I wanted to ask, from what you have as experience with other authors and as an indie author, um, are there ways to identify the traits in you as an author that make you unique? I mean, sometimes I feel like somebody could maybe, you know, maybe somebody else can write this better. Why am I trying to do this? Why is this my story that I need to tell? I, I think the key is dis discovering your voice. What? And and I and I go through this process a lot on my website uh, about how to find your voice, and, and I teach on it because 
how you talk daily to your best friend, not how you answer the phone, because all of us have that phone voice. All of us have that church attitude. We get to church and we're completely different because, you know, you got to be good in church people. Um, You're beating your child with the flip flop in the car. But when you pull up in the church, everybody's all smiles and, and, you know, halos. When you find that unique voice that you talk to your best friend with, that's that's the essence of you. And you want to utilize that when you're writing, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction. Everybody has a different voice. And what you want in your writing is for people to be able to pick up something that you've written and go, I know who wrote this. And mm-hmm. and they they do that when you write from your heart to their heart. If you write mm-hmm. from your heart, you will touch another heart, even if it's your own. And that's where the power comes from, is, is writing from your heart. I love that. And when you mentioned, even if it's your own, I've heard so many people from this show alone talk about writing a story for a version of themselves and it became famous. And I think there's a lot to say for that, right? We all have a human spirit that's similar in ways and appealing to parts of that is really important. And voice is kind of, I feel like it's a little bit taboo to new writers talking about voice because it's natural, it feels like, right? I don't know how my voice is different from yours. I know it's different, right? And But I'm not analyzing it as we're having this conversation. So is it being honest? Is it being, you know, authentic that makes it come out? I mean, you you barf these words on a page and you hope later you can edit it into something that people love to read, right? And so where does the voice come in there? Is it immediate to you or is it something that you kind of hone over the time? Well, I'm, I mentioned I'm a snarky rainbow. And so there is wordplay in all of my books. There's always going to be wordplay. There are going to be situations that show up. I'm being authentically me. When you meet me in person, I am the same person that you'll see in my writing. I am the same, unless I'm listening to somebody else. And that's why it's so important to be authentic with you. Other people are going to tell you how to do it because it works for them. And it's great to learn from other people, but if you're not being authentically you and taking what you've learned and put it into your unique design, then you're going to end up in a ditch every single time. Mm -hmm. The only times I have ever gotten derailed from my journey is when I let other people tell me how to do it. When I'm being authentically me, I'm engaging with other people. People are reaching out to me. I'm having opportunities to go speak, to go sell my book. I'm it, it it all kind of rolls together. Hmm. And yes, it comes back to being authentically you in your writing. Uh, my first book, Run, which is not currently available because we have, we're, um, I'm redoing the series because I don't want to be like C.S. Lewis and everybody read the last, the first book last because, you know, so anyway, so I'm Processes. trying to get those. Yeah, I'm trying to get them back. I'm trying to get them back in order. But the first book sold 21,000 copies. Wow. And I had one one person reach out to me and said, nobody talks like this in real life. And the irony was that I had taken a conversation that we had had in my living room with some friends of mine and repurposed that exact conversation word for word in the book. And all I could think of was, I'm so sad for you. Hmm. Because she didn't have people in her life 
that talk like that. And here I was copying a conversation and do that. Still conversations that you have in real life. Once they know you're an author, they understand that anything they say can and will be used in a book at some point in time. Truth, truth. Naturally, we observe and we write from what we observe. That's all we can do, right? So I love that. And I think I'm not, I don't like to speak as the um, expert in writing because I think it's so different for everyone. And also I have my own journey, right, that I need to cover. But something that I would say as advice for those who are listening is when you start writing, whatever it is you're working on, it's it's writing it with you in mind. It's writing it with your your purpose in mind rather than other authors. I think there's been times where, I, you know, in the past where I've gotten caught up in reading something that was so lovely or so funny. And I'm like, oh, man, why can't I write like that? Why can't that be my writing? And then you get on it and sometimes you end up kind of wanting to tweak it to sound more like them or, you know, someone you're not, if you just stop trying to be someone you're not, you'll be that inspirational author for someone else. Right. So that's something I always work on with my voicing. So that's, and and you're the best you there is. There is nobody out there that can be a better you than you. And and when you just lean into that 100%, that's when magic happens. You struggle to to find the words because you're struggling to be you in your writing. I, I, when people ask me, how do I write a book? I tell them, you sit down and you write a word. Mm-hmm. And then you write another word. And, and you tell your story until you get to the end. That's why I love National Novel Writing Month so much. is because it challenges you just to, just to, like you said, just to barf the words out. And then you go back after you've gotten to the end and you can tweak it as needed mm-hmm. but just have fun telling the story yeah and it's a I've had people come on before too who are now in the process of publishing their second or third traditionally or indie either way and they say man I actually envy you of the time that you're in right now of just being able to creatively put these words on a page and tweak them and not have deadlines pushing you you know and and stifling your creativity sometimes and so and whether or not that's true for everyone is not, you know, the focus, but the focus is that this is a beautiful time for you as a writer. And so embrace it and use it. And that's something that I try to remind myself of. So thank you for your inspiration and your ideas on being relentlessly helpful and, and creatively. Um, I wanted to ask you, you're a speaker, you're a podcaster. Sometimes you're a mom, you're doing all these things. <clears throat> Excuse me. So do you find time to write creatively every day? Is there a routine for you? Like, what does your creative schedule look like? A, a few years back, when I when I won National Novel Writing Month for the first time ever, I looked at what I had done. And what I had done is a lot of word sprints. I don't know if you take advantage of those where you set a timer and you write for 15 minutes. Or you do word wars where you write for 30 minutes or an hour. Um, but I had a group that would do these word sprints and I am so competitive that I would have to be the one that wrote the most words. And if I did one or two word sprints, then I would reach my national novel writing month goal, which was, you know, like seven, it's like 1700 words. Mm -hmm. Um, So every hour at the top of the hour, my goal was to do a word sprint. At this time, I was taking care of a sick dog as well. So I had to make sure she couldn't. She, she, why not? Yeah, you know, you know, life's not crazy enough. Um, and she would she was paralyzed. We'd have to actually have to pick her up 
to try to get her to use her muscles again. So there was a lot going on. But I found time at least once or twice a day at the top of the hour to write. And what I discovered is that you get the words done when you choose to get the words done. Um, I don't I don't wait for inspiration. I just sit down and write something. If it's horrible, that's okay. Because you wrote something. And all we're trying to do is get to the end right now. All we're trying to do is get to the end. So write something every single day, however many words it is. And when I did that consistently over a year, I wrote a million words. Wow. A million words. There are people who would not even dream of completing such a task in a year. And you were able to do it by chunking it out. And I love that you found time despite your busy schedule. I think that's an excuse that we use. I use it sometimes. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I can't write 50 words today. I can't write 100 words today. You can write 100 words. I could probably do that on the bus. You know, like (laughs) commuting, I can do that, right? And you've got a phone on you. You can thumb it away if you need to. And uh, now, so, now you can dictate it. You yeah. know, there's yeah. we have no excuse other than we want an excuse. Right. And and if you're looking for an excuse, they're everywhere. They but are. if you want to write your book, you're one word away. I love that. You're one word away. There's our plot quote for the episode. We always get a lovely plot quote in there. There it is. You're one word away. I'm put that on my wall. Remind me. To get up in the morning and, you know, if that's what you want to do, get up in the morning. That's a good time for me. And um, just pump some words out and exactly. see what happens. And I do use the word vomit and it's kind of a volatile image, but it's because that's really what it feels like. You're just flinging it, right? You're just pulling it out of your own mind and, and that's okay. And you'll come back to it later and it's not wasted. So I want to. Uh, here's switch. a tip. Here's a tip. A pro tip. When I did, when I won my first National Novel Writing Month, I stole the conversation of my children and that became dialogue in my book. So go to a public area. If you need dialogue, go to a public area, go to a coffee shop, go to a restaurant, go ride the elevator. Elevators are awesome places. Go sit in a courtroom. You want some good dialogue? Go sit in a regular city courtroom and listen to the dialogue in those courtrooms and you'll have dialogue for days. Wow. I love this. I love that you brought this up. Our, and when I was in college for creative writing, I had a professor, actually he came on the show. Uh, he was our, I think he was our first guest, our honorary guest. He made us as part of our grade, go to Brolum's in our little college town and sit in this loft area where you can eat uh, lunch and watch people for 30 minutes. Like, and that was a requirement for it. And just write down things that you see, things that you hear, conversations, weird interactions. He said, I do this religiously on my own. Like you can find him at Brolin's probably still and go say hi to him because he, he just has found so much from it. And he, I mean, he's on his third, publication right now and doing great and and you just learn so much from observing other people and and so we write about humanity right so we need that reference so it's i love that you brought that up because it reminds me of you know that time where you discover and sometimes you go and you didn't really get anything that you would use in your book but you're around people and so you still can think of their mannerisms and you know what they wore descriptions things like that so Uh, i want to switch to the indie stigma which is um, I mean, I guess it's not a separate topic because you really do use your enthusiasm for life, you know, to conquer this area of your life. But 
there is obviously a stigma around it. There's taboo feelings, you know, oh, am I legitimate if I'm an indie author? There's some people who just write one draft and slap, you know, slap a cover on it and try to publish it out there. And you feel like, well, that's not, you know, the work that I've been putting into my manuscript for sure. And so I just, you know, what is your thought about that? You said something about being an entrepreneurial author, and I'd love for you to explain that to our audience. An entrepreneurial author is doing the business of authoring. It is a true business. And when you're doing a true business, you have a plan, you have a purpose, you have a target, you have a budget, and you have a system for getting it out there. And when we're really serious about our writing, we're going through this process. And as you were talking, I I thought of contractors. And you can, when I was little, my parents let us build a treehouse and no adult in their right mind would have gotten in this treehouse because it was literally just wood kind of stacked on limbs that we, it was a platform more than a treehouse. When we rebuilt after the first tornado, we hired a, a, a contractor to come in and do the job so that, you know, people could actually walk on the floors and, and the roof would actually keep us from um, getting wet That's the difference between someone who's self-publishing just to have it out there and someone who is invested in their indie journey. Independently publishing means you take all the elements of publishing and you put it into your products. So I don't even use self-publishing. I've I've never used it. I've I've always been upset that people even use that word because it's like being an indie musician. We're indie, we're, we're the indie rockers of the publishing world. I <laughs> love it. Love that. And it's a real author. Because as I have mentioned on this show, if you've listened to one episode, you know that it's so much more work. If you're going to be indie, you need to be the marketer. You need to be the publisher. You need to be the agent, right? You're everything for it. And, and even if you're a traditionally, we, we mentioned this off air, but even if you're a traditionally published author, you still have to do a lot of your own social marketing and um, things like that. So being an entrepreneurial author, I feel like being an author is entrepreneurial. Like that should be the yep. same thing, right? But we have these people who just throw it out and and know there is something that you need to discover about yourself. And that's why you feel like you should, you know, publish it. So I'm not trying to rail on you if, if that's something that you felt like you needed to do, but, but it, you just should just expect it to be more work and it will be potentially more fulfilling. If that's the case, right? If you're like you are, well, you, you, it, it depends on what you're trying to do. That's part exactly. of that's part of writing a business plan for your writing. Every writer should before they put before they write the end on their first book, part of their day needs to be spent on determining what they're doing. Why are you writing this book? What are you going to do with this book? What are your expectations when you do get published, whether it is through the indie author path, the entrepreneurial path, or you're going through a traditional publisher? What are you expecting to get from it? Are you expecting to fail? You know, I think they're down to the traditional publishing world is down to 500 is considered a a success now. Are you going to be satisfied if you sell 500 copies of your book? So you have to define for yourself what success looks like, or you are allowing the world to define it for you. And that's where the trouble comes in. That's where all that doubt comes in and wasted time. And for sure. Yeah, I love that. So we're getting close to the time limit. And I knew, I feel like this happens to me every time, but. 
you just have this enthusiasm and I love it. And I hope that the audience is getting it, you know, kind of translated into their own souls. And I'd love to ask just as an author, as someone who's had her times, I know you're very fearless, so maybe it's different for you than some, but what advice would you have for those who are, you know, kind of having that debilitating fear a little bit, who are feeling like, why am I even doing this? Is this something that I want to continue? I love writing, but I don't feel like I'm going to get anything out of it. What advice do you have for them? It goes back to the beginning. When you are authentically you, it is a whole lot easier to stand firm in your journey because you're being authentically you. You've taken time to define what it is that you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. So when all these noises around you, and there are always going to be noises around you, there are going to be people around you that think they know better. There are going to be family members who think you've lost your mind. Um, They're going to, you know, you're going to run into those. Find people that are authentically themselves and that have taken the time to define their journey, their unique way, and just try to get around them as often as you can Mm -hmm. and infuse yourself with authenticity of other people and of yourself. And it will give you the courage to keep going even when you can't see the results yet. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I, I, it makes me think of a conversation I had with my father, which is talking about how you never want to be the smartest person in the room. And sometimes if you're allowing self-doubt to happen, that's going to be hard for you. There's no way to elevate yourself better than being in a room with people who are the example of who the kind of person you want to be right and that's the same thing if they have the attitude that you want to have it rubs off it really does it's a, i know that from personal experience i know that from the show like it will rub off on you and uh you know that's part of being in the business mindset about your manuscript is investing in what you surround yourself with right because what we surround ourselves with is what we write about so Exactly. I don't know a better way to end the show than on that. Thank you for that advice. That was <laughs> lovely. And uh, just so, so that we can have more Catherine Lang in our life if we need it, where can we go? Where can we go to, uh, you know, socially? You can go to, yeah, you can find me all over the place. I'm Catherine Lang or Catherine C. Lang. Um, and my website is CatherineLang.com or SnarkyRainbows.com. You can find me <laughs> that way as well. And I am here to encourage you on your journey and to help you find your way because when you find your way you can keep going despite what gets in your way Mm. Mm. i love it okay we're gonna have all of this in the show notes so be sure to check her out i hope that she's inspired you the way that she has me and we're excited to see your next upcoming projects and your you know topics you're going to speak on i know she's going to hop back in this uh, podcast that she's got soon so keep your eye out for her and look in the show notes but i hope this inspires you and as authors and as uniquely you to keep writing on. Can you see ways to improve your writing process already? Thanks for joining us on this excellent episode of Am I Write? For more information about the podcast, guests, or upcoming episodes, follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Right on, Word Wizards!